Moms, I know divorce can be really messy, but selling your engagement ring can actually be quick, easy, and stress-free with Worthy. Worthy uses their expertise, technology, and connections to get you the absolute most for your jewelry with no hidden fees. Plus, just for my audience, Worthy gave me a special offer to share. When you sell your jewelry through Worthy, you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from your ring? Head to worthy.com slash moms to get started today. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. This week on Moms Moving On. If you look at my story on paper, like it should have destroyed me. It was such a challenging thing to go through. It was horrible. I mean, I married my high school boyfriend. We'd been together since we were 17 and 18 years old. So I did not see this coming um, at all. And I learned that I can do something that's hard and I can be okay. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I am your host, Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, and I'm so excited today because we're going to be switching things up a little bit and talking to a real mama, because back when we shared some real mama stories with you on the podcast, you guys really love to hear from another mom just like you, not a divorce professional, not anybody working with clients, but somebody who has gone through it, been through it, and come through the other side. Nicole, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes, happy to be here. Um, Well, let us know. Tell us a little bit about you, Nicole, the real mama of the day. (laughs) Uh, My name's Nicole, and I have three children. I'm a single mom to three kids. I have two biological children, and my middle son is adopted from Ethiopia, which has obviously presented its own set of challenges through the divorce process. I've been single mom for three years, and my whole life changed everything changed. Uh, My life as I knew it basically fell apart overnight. Uh, Some people contemplate divorce for a long time. Some people think about it. I was not one of those people. Uh, Divorce was not on the table for me. It wasn't an option until I found out things that I thought were true were not actually true. Oh my goodness. So um, that all happened during the pandemic. Oh my God. Home alone with my kids. Yeah. And yes. And I have flashbacks to a friend and I sitting on the beach and she said to me, and how are you handling the pandemic? And my response was, what pandemic? <laughs> like yeah. I haven't even processed that part yet. Right. Because <laughs> I was dealing with everything else. Um, and six months later, I was officially divorced. I tried to save the marriage and it didn't work. And um, I had to restart. I mean, my whole life completely over. I moved. Um, 16 hours south so I could live near my parents because I needed some help. And okay, wait, wait, wait. I need, I, we need to go back. <laughs> In the pandemic, yes, you found out some things that you thought were true, but weren't? Correct. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm intrigued. Share as much as you feel comfortable. If not, that's okay too. Um, there are just a lot of things that were happening in the background. So um, think Lifetime movie meets Jerry Springer. And I was completely unaware to everything. You are that not was going the father? On. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely unaware to all the things that were happening. 
um, behind the scenes and until, I mean, and really it was my own intuition that guided me there. I sat in my house. It always is. And I, that's, if I learned anything, it's just to trust myself. And I sat in my house by myself alone in the pandemic. And I'm like, why am I alone? I'm looking at up and down the street, two cars in every driveway, but mine, why am I alone? So I did my own research and I found out a lot of things that I was never supposed to know. I read emails I was never supposed to read mm. and um, my whole life fell apart in a few minutes. But yet somehow you're sitting here looking completely peaceful and beautiful and at ease. And so I need to know what happened since 2020. It has been a long journey. Um, and I'm not going to say that it's been all pretty. It hasn't been roses and unicorns and rainbows. There's been really hard days. Um, I had to hit my very own rock bottom, which consisted of me laying on my laundry room floor, basically begging my husband, pick me, choose me, um, pick us, pick our family. And um, he didn't. And um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it happens. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I'm not unique in this situation. I have learned there's a lot of people who go through things like this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm choosing to talk about it today and right. I do share my story, but I'm not unique in this way. Like these things happen. These stories are out there. And, um, I did a lot of things to heal my pain. I sat in it and I cried a lot and there were some really hard days. I, I did a lot of writing. I wrote a lot. I journaled a lot. I listened to all your podcasts. You've been with <laughs> me in my kitchen while I'm washing dishes late at night, listening I'm to so you. I'm so glad I've been able to be helpful. I mean, for me, you know, it was, and I'm sure you know, because I talk about this all the time, but I do this almost like to give people what I didn't have, which was like a connection yes. or to feel seen and heard and understood. And um, just knowing that it helps somebody feel less alone. You know, yeah. I think that's worth all the work for sure. Yeah. So that makes me feel good. So you have three kids. Yes. And you moved 16 hours south. Correct. Now, I bought for a house anybody, down the street for my parents to help me. That's yeah. amazing. But for anybody listening who wishes they could just pick up and leave and start new, they're bound by something called a parenting plan. So how did that work out for you that you were able to relocate? Because those are some of the most challenging issues in family court. Yeah. And that was all part of um, the settlement and the divorce process. And one of the hardest parts for me, I'm a very like emotional person and I feel my feelings a lot. And I learned very quickly through the divorce process that the judge, even my own attorney, my ex did not care about my feelings. They did not care about how I felt about anything. So I had to feel those things on my own, but then come into that family court process, viewing my divorce as they did a legal contract. Mm -hmm. And I worked really hard to view my divorce as a legal contract to protect me financially for my children through the divorce process. And um, I was able as part of the settlement to relocate. Wow. And so are you co-parenting? Are you fully single parenting? I have 90% custody. Um, The kids are with me most of the time. My ex does take the kids now every other weekend and for some time in the summer. And I'm grateful for that, that he's showing up for them and uh, my kids need him to be part of their lives because he's their father. Yeah. So he makes the commitment to travel 16 hours every other weekend. Correct. You know, I, I, I don't love him for what he did to you, whatever that was, but that is 
ultimately at the end of the day, what we wish for our children is that 100%. both parents can show up and make them feel seen and heard. So I am so excited for your kids. And how do you, how old are your children again? 14, um, actually almost 15, almost 10 and eight. So they were five, seven and 11 when you went through this. Mm-hmm. Those are difficult ages. So how, you know, I think for a lot of parents, moms, especially their number one goal is like, you know, I'm going to get through this, but I just have to focus on my kids and how to help them through this. So what were some of those yeah. conversations like with them? You know, it's really hard. My oldest was almost 12 and um, you can't hide things from a teenager, a preteen. Um, you know, he saw me crying every single day. You know, he saw mm-hmm. that his dad wasn't home during the pandemic. He knew mm-hmm. and he figured things out pretty quickly. Um, so that was really challenging for him. And for my younger two, they were... Ab- I don't want to say they were oblivious. They knew something was wrong, but they were just yeah. so happy I was home every day. You know, I wasn't going to work anymore. <laughs> I was home. And I really embraced that time with my kids. And I'm so grateful that I had it. I didn't have to leave the house. I didn't have to face the world during the pandemic. I got to sit at home and just, I could cry all day in my pajamas if I wanted to. You know and what? You, I'm you so really, glad I had that time. You just epitomized like turning lemons into lemonade. Like yeah. the pandemic was so scary and so horrible in so many ways, but it did force all of us to be inside and with ourselves Mm -hmm. and with our children, literally inside emotionally and physically. And Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of healing that came from that for a lot of people, clearly you. Um, so I'm wondering once, once life started like getting back to normal, if it's even normal Mm -hmm. again yet, I don't know. What are, what are some new normals for you guys? What are some new routines you created? What are you doing differently? My ultimate goal is like, I just want to raise my kids to be, you know, emotionally aware humans. And I want them to be able to have real, genuine, authentic relationships when they grow up. Um, So a lot of things I was already doing with them, but I've made sure to really do. Like for Christmas this past year, I bought each of my kids a hat. You know, my my son got the hat with the lion that said king on it. Uh, my middle son got a hat that said panther. My daughter got one with a lab on it that said labrador. And I bought one for myself with a queen that had a bee on it. And Aww. I wrote them each a letter. Um, I wrote a letter to my son as to why he was the king of our family and to my middle son as to why he was a panther and to my daughter as to why she was loyal. And then I wrote a letter to all my children from me as to why I would always be the queen bee of the family. And my 14-year-old looked at me and he said, mom, that was my favorite gift. And he goes, oh not the hat, God. but the letter. And I was just like, oh, you know, that That's, is my ultimate goal right there. Right. Yeah. Like right. them appreciating your effort and the emotion and the love that you put in day after day. Yes. I'm telling you, I mean, I say this to moms all the time, and I don't know if you felt this at all, but when parents get divorced, very often moms have a fear, if, especially in a heterosexual relationship that dad's going to be the fun parent. Dad's going to have more fun with the kids. The kids are going to love dad more. I can't afford to give them what dad can give them. And they feel like they'll lose their kids to that. Mm -hmm. But you just said what matters most. It's that love and it's that connection that that is the greatest gift to them. Yes. And I've worked really hard. I mean, I do those things intuitively and naturally, but I've worked really hard to make sure that I do it kind of tangibly, like give them something like the letter or a gift to go with it. And um, that has been such a unique process. Like for Valentine's Day, I did the same thing. I bought them each a box to put all their letters in that they've gotten from me and have them, I have them each write things to each other too. Um, That's awesome. 
So that's kind of been one of my just things I'd always done even before the divorce, but I've made more of a point of doing it afterwards. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Well, I want to know, I mean, you're single parenting 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got three kids, three different age brackets. They all need something different from you. What do you do to take care of yourself, Nicole? Oh, you know, um, I'm working full time again. So, um, which has been good for me. It's been good. I have to exercise. I'm one of those people I need to exercise. And I find, you know, doing things for myself is that connection with other people. So I've met a lot of amazing people since I've moved here. Um, There's a group of single moms that we really support each other that I've met. Awesome. Um, Where do you live? I live uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's really hard to move and move into a community with all like intact families and moms and dads and to meet people and to start over. And I'm not going to say it's been an easy process, but I feel like I did it. I'm doing it. You're doing Um, it. Yeah. Clearly the fact that you were able to find a community that worked for you, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that's, that's like 99% of getting past all this hard stuff is knowing there are people out there that can relate and that are going through it with you too. Did you feel like you were walking around with, you know, the scarlet letter D on your chest? I think I did proudly. I think I did in the beginning for sure. I felt like just very different from everyone around me. Um, But the more you talk and the more you open up and the more you're that genuine, authentic version of yourself, the more people will share their stories with you. And the more those people will then find you too. And um, that has been a wonderful part about this whole journey is that I haven't, I've just embraced it. Like, this is who I am now. I'm single mom. I'm divorced. It's just me 90% of the time with the kids. And I've embraced that, you know? And And so on your time without the kids, what's, Mm -hmm. what's happening over there? Are you having fun with your single mama friends? Are you putting any energy back into the dating world? Or is it just all about Nicole? Cause that's, that would be pretty great too. I mean, I could do a whole other podcast about the dating journey oh. because it's oh. been exciting. <laughs> Come on back. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, um, but no, no, I've definitely, I've been dating. I've been seeing someone for a little while since I moved here and that's been great. And I've been spending time with my friends, which has been great too. And there, you know, it's, it's only every other weekend for 48 hours that I have to myself, but my parents help me if I need it too, That's awesome. which has been good for my kids as well. God bless present oh. grandparents, right? Oh, right. It's so good for everyone. Um, okay. So I want to know what are what are the things you've learned most about yourself in this process since 2020? Um, I've learned that I'm resilient. I've learned that I can do something that's really hard. If you look at my story on paper, like it should have destroyed me. 
it was such a challenging thing to go through. It was horrible. I mean, I married my high school boyfriend. We'd been together since we were 17 and 18 years old. So I did not see this coming um, at all. And I learned that I can do something that's hard and I can be okay. And I learned that I can start over and it can be great. It might even be better than the first time around. You know, I love that because so many clients will say to me after being on their laundry room floor in the fetal position in tears, mm-hmm. that was I'm me. never going to get past this. I lost everything. Mm-hmm. My life was perfect and now it's not. And then they realize, start putting the pieces together after you start yes. grieving and healing that maybe it wasn't all that great. And maybe this new beginning is the best thing that could have ever happened. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I did not come to that realization right away. You know, of course that not. was took me a long time to get one to of those that things space. that takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while. And I'm always cautious when my newly single mom friends are like, oh, I'm so glad this happened. And I'm like, not yet. You know, you give yourself some time you know, yeah. to really peel back that onion. And do, that's part of the healing process to really take a deep look at your relationship and what was good about it. What was bad about it? What were those red flags that you were pushing under the rug the whole time that the you were time? trying not to admit to yourself because I knew deep down things weren't right Mm. for a long time looking back Mm -hmm. on it now, but I didn't know that when I was in it. Um, I almost needed that stillness of the pandemic, my whole life to stop for me to be sitting at home by myself in that stillness to be like, something's not right. You know, what is this intuition that is now screaming at me in my face that I need to just face head on that that I wasn't able to do before? Yeah, that acceptance and that self-awareness will propel you forward in in, in the sense yes. of moving on, I have found. It's like once you can mm-hmm. finally admit the unadmittable, it's yes. It's that's growth, that's acceptance, yeah. that's healing. That's that's amazing. And just to um, accept people for who they are. You know, I'm at nature an optimist. I like see the best in everybody. I'm a speech language pathologist by trade, so I, you know, I see the potential in everybody and work towards that in my professional life. And I think I did that in my personal life too. And I'm now trying to become a realist. I'm like, I'm going to see people for who they are and what they're showing me instead of what I want to see. And that's been a big journey for me. It's hard. It's hard to go from being an optimist to, you (laughs) know, but, but I think a dose of healthy optimism is, is important too. I mean, you can't walk around Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, the world is shit either, but you have to keep it real. You know, people, no matter how wonderful they are, people will disappoint you. No matter how happy you are, there's going to be a day where something makes you sad and that's the balance, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just to embrace those feelings. Like when I felt sad and felt lonely, I just, I embraced it. I did a lot of writing. I journaled everything throughout my whole process. Thank you which was amazing. And I made up like my own like healing rituals. I, on my 40th birthday, I had a funeral for my husband. I literally went around my house and like picked up gifts and cards and photographs. I put them in a box and I went in my backyard and my kids are looking at me out the window. Like, what is mom doing? But she's lost it. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, I made a eulogy and I buried that box in my backyard and I needed to do that. And then I went inside and I wrote about it. And things like that were just very healing for me and things that I had to do to kind of move through that pain. And I love that you're talking about these things because that the act of the journaling, as you know, from my book, I'm a passionate Mm -hmm. journaler. It's, it's so helpful and transformational and you don't realize it until you're doing it. Even if you just put down one word, 
on a piece of paper one day and then the mm-hmm. next day elaborate on it. Like, man, does that help? It really does. And then for now, if I go back and I've been reading all of it and I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. I'm glad I did this. Like that emotion at the time is so raw. Yeah, um, it is. I couldn't replicate what I wrote today. Yeah. Well, I I always tell people, you know, they say like, don't look back. You're not going that way. But I'm like, no, you need to look back and see Mm -hmm. how far you've come and see what it felt like for you at a certain period of time to inspire yourself. Because like you said, like you can do hard things. You're doing the hard Mm -hmm. things. You're doing them every day and you're showing up as your best self. And I bet you never thought you could do that three years ago. Never in a million years. If someone would have told me three years ago, I'd be sitting here today talking to you about my journey. I would have just laughed and been been like, there's no way. Like I can't even get up off the floor. Because here you are. (laughs) Here I am. But that's the thing. Nicole, this has been, this has been, I I really appreciate your candor and sharing what you've shared and, and sharing about your journey. And something, you know, my passion in life is helping parents give their children a divorce experience they won't need to recover from, mm-hmm. something their kids can be proud of one day. What story do you think your children will tell when they are all grown yeah. up reminiscing on mom? My hope is that my children just say mom was happy. She was happy and she was present and she was there for us. And um, that's what I want my kids to walk away from childhood knowing like mom was strong and she did it and she was happy. I love that. There's nothing better. Right. Yes. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to hear from you, learn more about you. And I appreciate you sharing this story with our listeners. If our listeners want to connect with you or pick your brain or get in touch, how can they do that? Oh, gosh. Well, I guess I can give you my Instagram name. Um, It's just nlopper, N-L-A-A-P-E-R. There you go. You're going to have a whole new flood of ladies telling you how inspirational so. this conversation yes. was. Well, <laughs> and this whole journey you... has even made me think about what I want to do next. And I've thought about, you know, divorce coaching or Come going take my into training. That. Oh, I would love to. Um, and just moving forward into that space because I've helped so many people. I think people are like, okay, she did it. Look at her. She's doing it. And people come to me every day asking questions about their divorce. And um, I have found it very healing to provide that wisdom that I learned because I didn't have a divorce coach. I had to figure it out myself and Girl, I wish same. I had one. But it's really what what you're helping with is that and, and the people that are listening today are going to be helped by your perspective shift. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, the day-to-day, everybody has to figure out by themselves. But when they see someone who has taken this this bag of shit and turned it into something mm-hmm. beautiful, it's that perspective shift that knowing that you can have a good experience after something bad. That's what's the most helpful. So for everybody listening, I hope you were inspired by this conversation. If you're interested in sharing your story with us, please email us at info at momsmovingon.com. Go check out Nicole, send her your questions. We love to hear from you too. And we'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. 
With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.